0: Had called Dwayne Cook the other day, and what was what that? On Thursday we talked, and uh, he thought that God had resurrected Barry White, and <laughs> a voice was so deep. Yeah, br- bring it closer to this way, baby. Well, got people yeah, I, yeah, y'all can move down. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I my voice is a little week today i've been yelling at sandy most of this week and so it's been uh it's been challenging no it really hasn't i don't yell at my wife do i yell at your baby okay want to make sure you know i don't want to tell a lie this morning you know especially when you get, get ready to preach that's not good starting it off with lies man welcome everybody how's everybody doing today amen me too me too I um, want to share a couple of things with you for Cindy and I. Uh, the last couple of times that we've shared, we've done it together, and we have really enjoyed doing that. And uh, yeah, and, uh, you see that I've just been kind of putting my fingers through her hair, things like that. But a uh, couple of things. I know that the School of Ministry is beginning this week, right? Starting back up. Praise God for that. Excited. The School of Ministry is starting back. And also on Monday nights, our healing rooms and our time to gather together for prayer is starting. At, right, Vivian? Vivian Duane helped lead that. And I just want to encourage, you, especially in the month of, well, every month, but as we start out in the month of January, to come out on Monday nights at 6 o'clock. Is that right? And uh, we're going to, uh, you know, we we, uh, we have been doing our prayer cells and we're going to take a little bit of break in january and are going to begin them in february and uh we've this past year it's been really great gathering together in homes and praying together and seeking the lord hearing his voice and praying over people and church and the city and our nation it's just been amazing being so good and um So we're going to continue to do that in 2020. And I just want to let you know that if that's something that may be in your heart, to host something in your home, you know, a prayer gathering or whatever, uh, we gather together for one hour, just one hour. And uh, we uh, have opportunity to pray together. If that's something in your heart, think about that, pray about that. Uh, I think at the end of this month, on the last Sunday of this month, we're gonna have a little gathering downstairs of those who's been doing it, and if you have it in your heart, maybe you'd like to open up your home to do that. Uh, we want to encourage you to come and be with us, okay, and hear more about how you can begin a prayer group in your in your home. And so, um, so that's just something you know. I encourage you this Monday, come out, uh, and uh, as uh, Vivian and Dwayne, they lead us time of worship and prayer and it's really really good it really is so hallelujah all right Um, you know one thing that this uh, we've seen so many this past year God has been so good gosh he's been so good hasn't he you know we've just seen the goodness of God in so many ways you know, we, we, this past year, uh, was a, the greatest financial, um, um, challenge that we ever had in our own family, just from medical bills and a number of things. But you know, this year was the greatest provision we have ever had. We own nothing. We own nothing. And, uh, and, you know, God just moved through people's hearts to give and to help. And, and uh, we have no bills, medical bills, from me being in the hospital, from Cindy being in the hospital, just nothing there, praise God. I mean, that just, you know, guys, that's just something to be excited about. God is so good. And this past week we were praying for uh, Terry and Julio's son, Joe, um, we put out a thing that he had a really a, a, just a radically diff- difficult situation with his heart. They discovered a large tumor in his heart, and it was affecting the function of his heart. And they said, if we don't do this surgery, he's not going to live. And so it was a serious thing. And, um, and so we got a little bit of a report. So I want Terry and Julia, if y'all like, to come up and, and just share what God did this week. You know? Amen.
1: Well, I, I, uh, we got words about Joe because he's our, he's our only son. We named him after Joseph in the Old Testament. And the word that kept coming to us was, um, you know, uh, evil was meant... What, how did it go do not fear for i am in the place of god as for you you meant evil against me but god
2: meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today and i just feel like that was it just hit me this morning as we were um worshiping and he said say something like, yeah that's god that's joseph's namesake is is that guy and the, obviously the enemy meant something very very evil and god's turning it to good he's going to do amazing things through this through in his life and in, and in many lives i know He had open-heart surgery, which is bizarre for a 27-year-old. He's healing up wonderfully, and God is good.
3: (laughs) So I'm totally unprepared, and it's always dangerous to give me a microphone. So anyway, just praise God. Our son is alive, and he's doing well. He's out of the hospital. He's got a big scar down the front of his. Yes, there, and uh, I know he's doing pretty good because he's like Facebook messaging me cars that he wants me to buy. <laughs> so I said, "Oh, he's back to his old self, you know." And uh, we went to visit them yesterday up in Fredericksburg. That's where they live, and they're staying at some friend's house to make it easier for them because they live in a second-story apartment. That way, he doesn't have to go up and down stairs every day for for a few days, and. Uh, He's just hanging out, playing some video game, and talking—you know, just small talk. So I like—I was like, "This is good." He's, you know, he's being a young person again, and we're thankful for that.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, that's wonderful, wonderful. Let me do, to encourage you to continue to be praying for Janet's brother, uh, Barry that, uh, you know, he was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease and he's been, man, he's in the midst of the battle. He's been fighting, believing and trusting and, and, you know, uh, amen. Yeah. Amen. So we just want to continue to be praying for Barry and, uh, you know, uh, we've seen God just you know, I, I know that Kai, I know Kai's in here somewhere. I don't know where he's at. And, uh, I mean, Kai was diagnosed with the same thing, and God just healed him. And so, you know, nothing is impossible for God. Amen? Nothing. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's just put our hands together and give him a praise. Amen? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, we're going to share some things on our heart this morning with you. Uh, The ever-increasing power of listening. God put this on my heart about three weeks ago. I heard it. (laughs) I listened. And um, so we just want to share a few things, Cindy and I. And we want to do some practical uh, exercises together here this morning. Um, most of you, if you didn't get a white sheet of paper with your bulletin and a pen, um, I mean, you could take notes on it, but leave room because God's going to speak to you this morning. You're going to listen. Amen? So very important. So very important. I um, I know this morning worship, but wasn't, it, wasn't, it, wasn't it great? I tell you, it was great. Caleb, that was awesome, buddy. Everybody else, Tim? Uh, Kevin, uh, Mike, I don't know who else. If I'm missing somebody, who Jonathan? Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, praise God! You know, at the end when you were singing "I exhausted but you you went into this other little verse that uh, I've never never heard it sung with it. And about you know, setting aside our cares, setting aside our work, and just uh, you know falling in love with him again I don't know about you but when we sang that man wow it was just like there was a there was a stream that came out from declaring that and man and I was just I felt oh just felt the love of God so so um, it was so powerful So I don't know if you did and hopefully you did uh, but just be able to say, God, I set these things aside, all the circumstances, all the other things, God, and I just want to fall in love with you again. You know, it's just all about relationship, isn't it? You know, we get tied up in so many other things that we do and that we're, you know, all the things that we feel like kind of characterizes Christianity, and, and, and we get so busy doing things there's nothing wrong about doing things if the Holy Spirit has prompted you to do it. But we forget sometimes it's just about that relationship, just about the glory of that relationship that we have with the Father. And to be re- and just to, re- to be reminded again of that supernatural love that flows out from Him to you. And you know, I am. I. I know, people need need that. I know people need that every day. People need to be reminded God's thinking about you, and He's not angry at you, man. He loves you. I was at um, a restaurant near our house called Kickback Jacks, and uh, it's a great little sports, you know, restaurant type thing. Got. Uh, Got every game you could imagine playing. It felt like heaven, you know. And, uh, and <laughs> I, I love sports. And uh, I was there, and, and uh, they've got a dish that I really have liked. It's called firecracker shrimp. And uh, it's really good. Big bowl of shrimp in, in their sauce. It's really good stuff. I'm pretty sure it's on my nutritional diet now. I haven't looked it up, but I'm pretty sure it's there, you know. But I had a young lady waiting on me, and uh, they were pretty busy that day. I had this young lady waiting on me, but I recognized there was something really different about her. You know, sometimes you have people who wait on you, you don't know if you really want to order or not, because (laughs) they're not having a good day. You know, and you go. I don't know, man. What are they going to do to my food? But this young lady, her name was Jamie, and she was just glowing. And uh, and 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 God just immediately, just spontaneously began to download some thoughts in my spirit that I needed to share with her. And it's so important to be able to hear the voice of God. So very important, guys. You know, I know as we start a new year, we think about all the things that we want to kind of hit the reset button on or whatever. And I, I felt like, the, you know, we, we talk a lot about the power of our words, the power of our confession, the power of our testimony. Those are really important things. But sometimes we forget it all begins with listening and the power of listening because it's what we listen to is what we think upon. And what we think upon and meditate upon begins to come out of our mouth. And what comes out of our mouth, we begin to do. So it all comes back to, you know, to that place of listening and hearing God. And that day if I had been busy in my thoughts and other things or whatever, I might have missed it. We all miss it sometimes, I I do too. But it was so clear. So Jamie came back and I was getting ready to order my firecracker shrimp. And uh, and I just looked at her and I said, You are different and she was kinda like, Oh you yeah, didn't know how to, you know, when you someone say looks at them, you and you You're different. Yeah, you don't know how to take that, and I said, "No, no, no, you don't." I said, "There, there is a glow that's coming out of your spirit, honey." And she just kind of smiled. I said, "You're a Christian, aren't you?" And she said, "Yes, I am." And I said, "I knew it. I knew you're a Christian." And I said, uh, "I said it just—it just flows out of your your innermost being." And I said, "It's like a light that comes out of you." And I said, I just want you to know how deeply God loves you. And she just started crying, weeping. You know, I tell you, one touch of heaven, one touch of heaven, people, will just change people's hearts. I don't know if she was having a bad day. Uh, I don't know. I know that she had a child. Uh, I'm not sure if she was married or not. But I think even, I, I felt like maybe even in the midst of what she was going through, she just she was determined just to, to let that what was it was inside of her shine and i just i continued i had some words for her, prophetic words and just just spoke to her what god had spoke to me you know and i just told her and it just she just bless her little heart she just was just weeping and crying it just it's so beautiful it's such a beautiful thing when God touches a heart, and it's a beautiful thing, when you listen to God, and God uses you to touch a heart, how powerful that is. And we don't, to, we don't need to overlook that, how powerful it is. People are desperate for a word from God. People are desperate for the reality of God in this day, in this age. They're desperate for it. Because they're hearing all the other voices they hear. is so different. It's so different. No hope. You know, worry, stress, anxiety. You're not loved. Whatever it may be. And they hear that constantly through the media, through so many things, through life's experiences and stuff. And when they hear something so different, and it's not just the, the word, but the words have power to them. And when you're able to articulate and just bring forth what you've heard from the Lord and bring that. I mean, that's just what Jesus did continually, didn't he? You know, Jesus just, he, 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 you know, he didn't fret. And what should I say? I don't know. I'm really worried right now. No, just God's voice to him was just spontaneous. It was a spontaneous flow of what God had to say because Jesus said, you know, I don't do anything or I don't say anything or I don't, whatever, without the Father telling me. And our lives should be the same. Our lives should really be the same. You know, I put in your bulletin there, in the little bulletin blog about Elijah. And if there was a man, a prophet in his day, an amazing prophet, and what he heard from God, there was a man that listened and heard the voice of the Lord. It was Elijah. You know, Elijah heard from God that because of Israel's rebellion that it was going to rain for 3 years or rain for a long period of time and they had a drought. And then it was as Elijah heard from the Lord, again, listen to God. You know, God said, "Now it's time. Go. I'm getting ready to bring rain." We all know the story. Hopefully, most of us know the story about him meeting with all the Baal worshippers and people who had turned to, from from Jehovah God to Baal, and 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 um, and he challenges them. Elijah challenges them, if you remember. And he said, "You know, Baal is God. Let him be God. You serve him. But as Jehovah is God, then that's who you need to serve." And so he he brought forth a challenge. He said, we're going to both give sacrifices to our God. And the one that responds, the one that answers, that's the true God. And, of course, we know the story. And,
1: you know, and Elijah,
0: you know, they're the worshipers of Baal, man. They're screaming and yelling, cutting themselves. And Elijah said, well, you, you might he may be asleep. He might, might need to speak a little louder. He may be in the bathroom. He basically, he said that. You know, he, he may be, and uh, maybe you just need to shout a little louder. And of course, we know nothing happens. And then Elijah, you know, gets ready, and, and uh, he prepares to sacrifice the wood. And you know that he drenches it with water over and over in that drought. The, the very little water they had, he used for the Lord. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's just a sermon in itself right there. And, uh, and 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 he prays to God, and he says, "God, show yourself. Let everybody know today who is God." And God did. Fire came from heaven, consumed the consumed everything—the rocks, the wood, everything consumed everything. And people cry out because they, the God Himself, was manifested. And see, listen, guys—we as believers, we bring the manifestation of God because he lives within us this is not in my notes baby at all you, you, you probably realize that uh, but um, I love how I, I get all my notes together and I don't ever preach them you know don't ever share them hardly ever but we are the manifestation of God because the spirit of God lives within us we're one with him and as we listen to him, and as we grow in that, and that becomes priority for us. And I believe this year, there's something about this year, 2020. I feel like God spoke to my heart, and he says it is, it is priority. It is vital that we hear him this year. Because I believe that God is wanting to do things, different, things in a different way in all of our lives. You know, sometimes we get used to patterns of life. We get used to things, and, and it's almost like we don't even have to ask God because we know well, God's done it this way, and he's done it that way, and he'll do it again the same way. But, you know, not always. And Sometimes we miss it because we don't hear what God is actually saying. But I felt like God said this year, 2020, is vital as a church, as families, individually. That you, that you still yourself, you quiet yourself, and you listen. I find that we don't do that very well. Listen, most of us, we have something to say. And we, we try to, we value what we have to say. But do we really value what we listen to? Do We value the voice of God. Is so important, so vital. I know this year, I believe my wife, I believe I'm here. I believe my wife is here because we listened. I was back in September driving the car out of Philadelphia, and all of a sudden I'm not feeling well. And I had been struggling the days before just walking around and not being able to breathe very well. And, you know, I tell you that it was not in my thinking, my cognitive reasoning, that I was having a heart attack. Not in my thinking at all. The last thing that was there. We're driving out that day to go to some caverns that I never got to, thank God. And because uh, I don't know if I would have come out of the caverns and that God, the Holy Spirit, began to speak to me. And I'm so grateful that I listened. And he began to say, you need to find a hospital. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that I, because a lot of times I'm not, I'm the last person that wants to go to the doctor, to a hospital, to a urgent care. That's not in my makeup to do that. But that day, because I listened, God said something's not right, and you need to find someplace. And so we did. And the doctor said it saved my life because of the blockage I had. I had a ninety-five percent blockage in my heart in that in that vein, whatever, called the widowmaker, and um, it was about to come true. And I'm so grateful that I listened. I'm so grateful that Cindy, she listens. Why don't you just share again kind of that time and you're listening from the Lord.
1: You know, I, I want to back up just a minute about listening because sometimes when we think about listening, we always think about the natural hearing with our ears. But there is a difference in your soul listening and your spirit listening. And I, I think about a Trinity as, um, as in a dance, a synchronized dance. Holy Spirit, Jesus, Papa. They're, they're, they're in this dance, this synchronized dance, and they just flow together. They don't necessarily always do the same thing, but there is just this flow in what they do in and out, back and forth. And what they're doing is they've invited us to join into that dance with them. We're a part of the dance already. We just don't realize it because we hear from our soul. And our soul is always wanting to figure everything out and, and make a plan and fix things. And that's our soul. That's the way we hear in the natural. You know, we, when, the, when the word says hear the Lord, it's not saying, um, all right, sit down, and he's going to tell you what to do. That's not hearing the Lord because the Lord will not tell you what to do because he's given you free choice. But he will invite you to come and join the dance where we're flowing with him, we're watching him, and then we know, okay, I can go this way and wow, something amazing is going to happen when I do that. You hear with all of your senses what he's doing because the the bible doesn't say Jesus only did what he heard the father say it says he only did what he saw the father do he joined the dance and then he flowed with that and he knew he was in the flow because life came right and so I asked the Lord recently, I said, Lord, I, I, I want a word for, you know, this upcoming season that we're entering into. And I saw very clearly a picture of a turtle. And, uh, I said, well, that's interesting. I have no idea what that means. And, uh, and then I talked to McKay the next day and she said, I had a dream. And in the dream, I reached my hand into, a." Uh, uh, and she said it, it started moving and I jerked back because I thought it was a snake but I realized it was a turtle and she said so I looked it up and you know turtle represents wisdom and just moving at a pace where you're not in a hurry you're not stressed you're not it's just way it's a waiting thing it's a steady stepping in and turtles are more representative of heaven and getting a different perspective and so what you know what happened to me last year was when i knew that something was going on in my body um i just asked the lord i said lord i I, i'd don't know what to do about this, because I was filled with fear, because I really did think it was cancer, and I was filled with fear. That had been the fear of my life since I was little, you know, well, Lord, I just don't want that, and and so the Lord said, okay, he said, I want you to be with me right now, He said, don't talk to anybody else about this, just me. And I said, but Lord, I I need to talk to Doug. And he said, your life depends upon you just being with me right now. And and he didn't say it in a way that, well, if you're disobedient, you're going to die. He said, you know, there's a lot of different choices you can make. He said, now if you want to come on home and be with me now, then go ahead and talk to people about it. That was fine with him. He didn't say it with a negative connotation. He just said, you can come to heaven now. Go ahead and talk to people. He said, or he said, you can stay in the earth longer. He said, and go this route. He said, it's your choice. I said, well, I think I'll just spend time with you because I really want to remain here. I feel like I haven't walked out my scroll yet. I haven't completed what you gave me to complete. And uh, you know, and he just started speaking to me about laughter and about rest. And it wasn't that I heard with my ears, you need to laugh. It was that as I spent time with him, I just saw laughter in him. And so I would join in with the laughter. Because, you know, the thing about it was, and and this is what he was bringing me into, was he was showing me the difference in entering into something from your soul and entering into something through the Spirit because when I was in the hospital, they put a tube in my back to drain the fluid from my lungs because I couldn't breathe. So when I tried to laugh, I would cough. I couldn't laugh. Physically, I could not laugh. I could not rest because every time I leaned back, it would hurt. I couldn't lay. I, I just would never got comfortable. So... Physically, I could not rest. I said, God, this is not funny. The two things you told me to do, I cannot do. I said, how can I be obedient to you if I can't do it? He said, well, I want to teach you how to invite your spirit to expand how to allow your soul to rest and your body to rest. He said, I'm, I, I never said that, in, that your body needed to do these things. Your body does need to rest. Your soul needs to rest. He said, and your spirit needs to laugh. Your spirit needs to enter into this place. And so, um, and, and a really good example of this was... Um, I had to get a scan where I had to lay flat and when I laid flat, I could not breathe. And they said, you've got to lay flat for an hour. I said, I can't do this. And they said, well, if you can't do it, you can't get the scan done. And. And the reason that I said, okay, I've got to do it, is because the the other thing that the Lord told me to do was do what the doctor said. And the doctor said, I need you to get this scan done. So I said, all right, Papa, you've got to help me. I don't know how to do this. And he said, this is where you rest. He said, I want you to laugh because you're getting fearful. He said, you're getting fearful that when you lay down, you're not going to be able to breathe. He said, you can do all things. He said, you, he said, you, don't, you don't even need to breathe. He said, if, if, if truth be known, you really don't even need to breathe. He said, because I breathe for you. He said, every breath you have is from me. He said, it's not yours, it's mine. So he said, what I want you to do is I want you to go in and I want you to lay down on that table and I want you to start seeing the 23rd Psalm. He said, just see it, don't. He said, it's it's not, I don't want you proclaiming and declaring. He said, I just want you to see it and I want you to step into it. And so I did, oh, Lord, you're my best friend and my shepherd. You're my best friend and my shepherd. Wow. There's nothing that I need. There's nothing that I need. You are everything I need. You've prepared a place for me in your luxurious love. Wow, your love is so luxurious. It just wraps me up. It just brings me such comfort and joy. And in that, I was in, my spirit was expanding. My spirit was rising up. And do you know, before I got through the first two verses, it was over. It was completely over. And I, I said, no, it it can't be over. I didn't even want it to be over. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, this is a lot. I don't want to get up now. I just want to you know I want to finish this but, but God said see he said when you listen in the spirit he said it transcends time and space he said there's nothing that we cannot do when you join that dance with me wow
0: it's amazing baby you no know, Elijah, even though he uh was able to listen to god he he came into a place where there were a lot of voices trying to drown out god's voice. Mm-hmm. Remember that Jezebel told him and said, "You know, buddy, I'm coming after you, <laughs> and you kill my prophets, I'm coming after you and so You know, there was there was the voices of fear that was Elisha was battling with. You know, the voices of doubt, pride. If you read through that passage, you'll pick up a number of things that he was battling with, and he just he wanted to die because he felt like it was over with. And what happened was God sent the angel to feed him because he was exhausted. And then God said, I want you to go to the mountain. I've got something to say. And we, if you remember, you know, there was a, there was a uh, wind that came. And it said God was not in the wind. It just basically said his voice was not in the wind. Earthquake, fire, all of these things. And then all of a sudden it came with a still, small, quiet voice. And God was, God was here. And, he, and Elijah had to kind of go back. He had forgotten. Oh, yeah, I've got, got to quiet myself. I don't need to be in fear. I don't need to be in worry. I don't need to be thinking that self-doubt that I'm last one. I have no vision, whatever. And he was thinking all those things. And the voices of all those things were very, very loud. And, but he was able to once again listen. And when he did, he, he heard God's will. He heard God's vision for him, what he needed to do in the coming days. And uh, listening is so powerful. And I, the book of Isaiah, uh, we, we do share scriptures here, okay? The book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 1 through 3, I think Zach's got that up there for you. There we go, yeah. It's a great, a great passage of God's invitation to come to come into fellowship, to come and experience that oneness that you have, you know. And, and and he goes on in verse 2 there. He says, listen carefully to me. God says, I'm inviting you to come. Now, listen carefully to me and eat what is good. God's saying there's a lot of other food out there that's not good for you. All right? But it says, what I have, what's in me, is good. He said, listen carefully to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight yourself in abundance. So God is saying, listen, there is never a lack. How many of us have ever said these words? God's not speaking to me. (laughs) Or I'm not hearing God whatever we all have uttered those words but the truth of it is so different mm-hmm. because God does not have a problem to, to speak to you That's right. it's our problem in positioning ourselves and quieting ourselves from everything else from every circumstance and thing of life and to say God I just want to hear you God says that in me there's an abundance so that's good news. Maybe some of you are here today, you just go, man, I'm just at a place. i got to have a word of God. i got to have a word from God. got to have a word from God. God says, good news, man, there's an abundance of words within me. And I just want you to listen. And he goes on, he says, incline your ear to me. Incline your ear and come to me. And uh, hear and your soul shall live. Here and your soul shall live. Okay, we're really running out of time today, you know. But so vitally important. We're gonna we're gonna have a moment here. I want to speak about it, um, where um, I'm gonna ask Caleb, wherever Caleb, if you can, go up there and just begin to play some music. And I want us to, well, what, what is it that God wants to speak to you today? I think, like I said, I think it's vital. Once again, I know last year God says I'm, I'm raising up a, a a, a, a banner, a standard, of prayer in this house. And I, I just feel like the Lord's continuing that, but God's saying, you know, there are things that I'm wanting to do in this church, and and and, and you gotta hear me, you gotta hear me, so clearly. You know, when we don't, when we don't value his voice, we tend to become lukewarm, don't we? Things are not as on fire as they were. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, he says, you know, this is right after he says, things that eyes have not seen, ear, have not heard yet, these are the things that I've got planned for you. These are the things that I have for you I want to share with you. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful to know that man? I, there are things I ha, I haven't heard from the Lord yet yeah, that God has for me. Things I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Because God speaks through like you said, God speaks through every part of our senses. But it says, now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit is from God. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God everything that God wants to share with you is free It's freely given yes. you don't have to measure up you don't have to measure up all you have to do is listen yes. you know I, I know that as if, I, if I'm not listening there's something about my heart that begins to grow a little harder On each side, and I'm not quite attentive to the promptings of the Lord, the leadings of the Lord. It's important. I think that we, as we don't listen to the Lord like we should, we lack direction, we lack vision, because we we are more given to circumstances, and we're ruled by our emotion and circumstances more than we're ruled by the voice of the Lord. If my circumstances line up, if my emotions all are great right now, then, man, it's good. But how many know that I've found many times that the sweetness of God's voice comes in the midst of the storm? That it's in the midst of the storm that nothing lines up. Our circumstances, our emotions... Nothing's lining up. But if you can quiet yourself, you hear the sweetness of his voice. And it just it just comes through in the midst of the waves and the storms and the wind and everything that Elijah experienced. And I think that one thing is that when we don't hear God, we don't listen to him. We miss. We just miss out on his highest and best for us. See, God says, "God says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Mm-hmm. Eat what is good. Uh, right for what you were sharing this morning after worship was so right on, so good. About the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. So powerful. So powerful. Gosh. And in God, is his highest and best and greatest wisdom and greatest counsel and healing and everything else that we see is good. It's there in him. And it just flows out of him spontaneously. You know. So I know Cindy wants to share a few, some more things here. We got, y'all, can we give a little bit extra time this morning? Is that okay? Okay. just only 45 more minutes. That's all. All right, but but I want you, I want us to be able to take a moment and just hear from the Lord, quiet ourselves, and begin to write down what is God saying. I want to tell you, it will be a spontaneous thing. It will sound a little bit like you because see, we're one with Him. Have you ever said this? I don't know if it's me or if it's God because it sounds a lot like me. Well, it, yeah. That's true. You're just
1: getting synchronized. You're, you're,
0: you're one with him. So he's going he's to flow through you and your personality and the way you talk and everything else. And it's going to be very familiar to you. You know, I'm not saying that everything that pops in your mind is God. You have to discern. You have to learn how to distinguish. And, uh, you know, godly people in your life can help you with that. But... You know, what he says to you is, is so good and gentle and, and it's wiser than you are wise and it's better than what you can imagine. So, Cindy.
1: Um, I, I heard Graham Cook say uh, the other day, he said, you know, he said, your, prob- your circumstances are not a problem. He said, it's your perspective of the circumstance that's your problem. <laughs> because you're trying to figure out because you're looking at the problem you're looking at the circumstance and you're going I've got to fix this I've got to come up with something and this, that becomes huge you know Jesus um, he knew that Papa doesn't have long distance relationships he doesn't have a cell phone that you can call him on um, or text him if you don't like to talk on the phone. Um, he's he's there face to face. That's his. That's the way he does things. And uh, and Jesus knew that in order for me to hear properly, I've just got to be face to face because he's got to be bigger than every situation. You don't go to God and say, I'm here to give you this situation. This is, this, this is big. This is bad. You go to him, and as soon as you see him, everything else fades, and you go, oh, my, you are beautiful. You're amazing. And all of a sudden, the, who he is becomes so much bigger than anything you could ever face. And you're getting a different perspective then of what you're facing because God's laughing at it. You know? He's laughing at it because he knows it's not a thing. He's got the the answers are already there. And so what we're going to do is we're going to practice self-control today. Because self-control is being able to call your spirit forth and allow it to expand and to overshadow your soul and your body. That's what self-control is. And uh, the Lord is going to help us. He's going to show us how to do that. Okay? Okay. We all have self-control within us. That's a part, that's a fruit of Holy Spirit. And so it's not a thing of, oh, I, there's no, I can't do this. You know, it's just like love, joy, peace. It's every other fruit. It's already within us, and it's us allowing it to break out and to affect our situations and circumstances and the world around us. So what we're doing is we're just allowing heaven to come through us and into this realm. So, um, so what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes, okay? I want you just to close your eyes, and I want you to just think about being with Jesus. You're already with him. You're in him. He says, you, you know, we are in him. In him, we live, move, and have our being, so you're already in him. So you're not in a circumstance. You're in Jesus. Okay? So the circumstances, they're going to fall away. Everything's going to fall away, except for the fact that you're face-to-face with the creator of the world. I want you to pay attention to what you're seeing, what you Where are you? What are you around? Because your spirit is connected fully with Trinity. And that's why it's so vital to allow our spirit to come forth. Because when your soul leads, it can really lead you astray. And the soul doesn't want to lead. It's just always had to. But now we're giving our souls permission to just sit down and rest. And, and I speak to my soul on a daily basis and I say, mind, you don't have to figure this out. You can just rest. Because I realize how many things I do just, I just do it because I can. I don't need to ask the Lord. I can just do it. And the Lord says, I want you to be like a turtle. I want you to be slow to move. And I want you to think about talking to me about every situation, everything that you do. And so I, so we're inviting right now, we're inviting our spirits to expand. We're inviting our spirits to come to the forefront. Souls and bodies, you can rest and relax for a minute. Your spirit is expanding to take in this room. It's expanding to take in this city, this world, the cosmos, and heaven. Because Jesus says he fills all in all. So we're in him, so we fill all in all. So this is a safe place to be right so you're surrounded now by trinity i want you to see see his face before you and now i want you to take something that has been weighing heavy upon you and i want you to unfold it like a like an opening up a book and i want you to just give it over to trinity Now I want you to just ask them to speak into that thing. Join in their dance over this circumstance. I want you to pick up your pen and your paper, and I just want you to write what he's saying to you. Don't don't worry about if it makes sense or not. Just write what you're what you're seeing, what you're experiencing.
0: begin to write doesn't have to be a lot God speaks in such a clear way sometimes it's through a uh, a, a sensing maybe it's through actual words that are just beginning to flood your spirit maybe it's something that he brings back a remembrance about something a picture an experience Just whether it's it's a couple of words, a couple of sentences, just just begin, and uh, and as you as you begin, the words will just begin to come forth.
1: You know, the first time that I did this, uh, I had asked the Lord, I said, I want to see the storehouse in heaven. And he said, okay. He said, just close your eyes. And so I closed my eyes. He said, what do you see? I said, I just see darkness right now. It's just dark. And uh, he said, that's okay. He said, just keep looking. He said, just keep looking. Look a little closer. And, uh, you know, and the more I did it, the bigger it got. The more I saw, the more details I saw. And he said, it, it comes as you practice. It just comes as you practice. Just practice the presence of God. Um, Romans eleven seventeen 17 says, Faith then is birthed and a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of, through Jesus. So faith is birthed in your heart as you respond to the utterance of God. And it's that dance as you dance with him. It's that synchronizing your steps with His. That that's what bursts the faith. I cannot change myself. I cannot fix things. But as I understand that I am a part of the dance with Trinity, things start changing. And all of a sudden, I realized, wow, Lord, it it really wasn't the laughter and the rest that dealt with the fear. It was just pressing into your heart. And it was knowing that that's what you were doing at the time. And as I joined you, then the fear just got smaller and smaller and farther and farther away. Where now... When I think about when I think about cancer, I it doesn't put any fear in me anymore. There's no fear. I can I really can laugh at it. I just I can laugh at it because I know that's what Papa is doing. You know. So did you? Want to
0: say yeah, I just want to. uh I just want to give an opportunity that. Um, you know, maybe God spoke something very personal to you. Maybe it's just an encouraging little thing that he shared with you. But if you would like to share it, just say, this is what God gave me. I want to share that with everybody. If you'd like to, just lift your hand, and I'll give you opportunity to share it, okay?
2: the dance I had my hands both hands over my head and I saw the dance and I felt the father take my fingers and begin to twirl me and the more I relaxed my hands never tired I kept spinning And the more I spun, I became engulfed in the movement. I was whisked into the movement. And in the dance, I I never lost the sense of his hand twirling. Just engulfed in the dance. (laughs)
0: it's beautiful I'll
4: make it quick
5: so my thing is I'm very much a doer trying to figure things out, fix things and you know as many of you know we have issues with our youngest son and it's one of those things where I try to fix it and do the right thing and I just can't and God kind of showed me that I just need to keep going just keep going He's gonna do it. He's gonna rewire his brain. And there's nothing I can do but just keep going. You know, like in Dory, where he says, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. That's what God keeps telling me, just keep swimming. And so I don't have to do anything. I just need to keep going.
0: It's really good. Somebody else. It's God.
4: this uh, last year um, there was a lot of circumstances in our lives in our family that were out of control that um, my loved ones that were situations my children and um, God uh, you know was working through people to, for us to um, pray for them and, and, and a lot of people you guys have spoken to our lives and um, God has done some miraculous things my daughter I'm still working on my son and in our lives, and Brett shared something with us. Um, shared something with me a few Sundays ago to get out of the way and let you know stop doing, it, let God do it. And God showed me a picture of um, my, my son in particular, um, and he was he was painting this picture all around him. It was just for, for him to see, and we were seeing this thing. It's like he's he, he's creating this thing that he wants us to to. Focus in on, and that's his his issue his life his problems and we're we're focusing in on what we're seeing in this picture, but it's like God was showing us that through what you're shared today and sharing with me um, God shared with me that um, I don't need to focus in on the problems that i 'm seeing is allow god's love to show, to flow through us to him um, because that reality that is being created with, with my son is not real, the realness is God's love to him and God has done that in my daughter he's, he's doing it in my son, even a situation yesterday and I just this, this situation came up and it was like here we go all over again and, and um, Denise prayed real quick and, uh, and I was just angry and I, and I came up with the answer I was like okay we can't fix this we don't need to respond to this we don't need to engage the enemy in this. We're just going to allow God to work this out, and we don't need to respond in the way it's being shoved in our face. We need to step back and say, "Okay, here's God's love. This is not. This is what you need."
0: Anybody else, Elisa? Be great to just. Hear what God is saying for different people.
5: We started an organization in Chicago called Rising Up Angry. And it was a revolutionary organization. And we were communists and atheists. And we've remained in touch with people who we were with. And two of them let me know yesterday they're coming to the memorial service from Chicago. And so the Lord is saying, don't worry. (laughs) I am excited, but don't worry because we have shared the Lord with them for 47 years. We've been praying for them all these years. And don't worry. So I'm believing that they and others will be saved.
0: So I saw, I was a little girl, probably about three or four years old, and I had this bright yellow dress on, and all I saw was Jesus grab my hand, and we were walking on a beach, and he had this blue and white sort of napkin, tablecloth type uh, blanket, and as I put my little hand up to him, he started putting on my body pearls, pearl, little necklace, pearl, bracelet pearls on my toes pearls on my fingers and he was just laughing 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 and I was throwing my head back and there was just sun all around and he said I've already given you the indestructible pearls that have come through the fire and come through the water he's like and I'm adorning you with my pearls of truth and life so all right, fantastic Anybody else? I'm sorry. Dave, you so rarely have anything to share.
5: <laughs> I just want to encourage you that um, as we do spend time with the Lord, he does speak so clearly. And um, I've been so blessed this past year to be able to spend time with Cindy and Pastor Doug and Cindy's home on, um, we have like a soaking day that we just all sit together. And so in that time, There was this vision that God gave me at y'all's house. Um, And honestly, it's like an open portal over their house. Like, it's just amazing. And what um, he gave me was this beautiful—it was during the year we were doing the tent uh, revival, and we were up in Washington. And it was during that time he gave me this beautiful gold tent peg. And it was just so big, I, I was just overwhelmed with it. And so Cindy, when I shared with Cindy during our sharing time, he said, she said, papa wants you to plant that he wants you to put that stake in the ground and he'll show you where to put it and so i got home that night and i told david i was just like so overwhelmed we we put it in and um it was like as soon as we nailed it in the ground this huge tent just flew up in the air and it went west and so in that time i was and it went way over richmond and way out like way out past broad street like huge and um And I shared with Cindy, and she said, he's enlarging enlarging your your tent pegs. But we recently moved, and I was like, I want my tent peg back, (laughs) you know? I was like, I don't want to leave it here. And the Lord wouldn't let me take it back. And so today, when you said, and right when we were sitting there, you said, maybe there's something you're missing or you lost. And I said, Lord, I want my tent peg back. And he took me back to that moment, sitting on your couch. He was in this royal robe, purple, royal, beautiful Gorgeous hair, and he reached in his pocket and he gave me another one. And he said, I have plenty more. All you have to do is ask. And I went, I got my 10 pack back. And I know that might sound silly to you, but that's how real he is to me. And it, it's just, he's just so real. And I just thank you for giving us that opportunity because had you not said that, I would have just kept on journaling. But I got my 10 pack back, and it's beautiful, and it's gold, and it's huge, and I'm going to find another place to plant it. but. You know, he is enlarging our tent pegs in this season, all of us. We're all getting bigger and broader and seeing him bigger and brighter. And so um, thank you, Pastor Doug and Cindy, for what y'all steward in our church and in your home. It starts there. Thank you for your heart
1: for us.
0: All right.
1: Let's, Let's just take just a few moments and let's just thank him. Yeah. For speaking to us, for loving us, for being with us, for never leaving mm-hmm. us, for drawing us into the dance.
0: Thank you, God. Won't we just stand up and just lift our hands before the Lord and give him thanksgiving? And just in your heart to say, God, I want God, I want a greater desire within me, Father, just to listen to you, hear your voice. To simply abide in you. It's, very, it's so simple. Just to abide in you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we just receive that right now. We thank you, God, that you want to you spend such quality time with us. Beautiful time. And just share your heart with us. And God, I pray that we would, as a body and individually here, we commit ourselves to a step that we're stepping in closer more often just to hear your voice and listen to you. God, we may experience the ever-increasing power of listening in our lives this year, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Guys, before we leave, I, I do need to share something with you. So if you could... Just wait. It won't take, but just two or three minutes, okay? Uh, you can you can cut music, and and if you would um, uh, cut the feed upstairs, the live feed, okay? Make sure.